It's the Aaron G and Jogi's show. We don't have an intro yet. The front door. Yeah. <laughs> like, I killed. I just killed four spiders. <laughs> just trying to get warm. <laughs> the spiders were all like, oh, "The land, but why is it so different in here than in here? Why?" Probably me. <laughs> oh, happy camper! I like happy camper. Camper. Camperprofilingamps.com. So I bought a tent, Joe. What kind of tent? It's a five-person tent. Are you serious right now? I'm dead serious. Just why? Well, let me tell you. First reason was because I was looking for fiberglass poles. Fiberglass tent poles. Okay. And uh, so I thought, hey, you know, why not go to China? Because China, for some reason, they sell everything, like, for pennies. So I go there, and I could find tent poles for $10 a piece. We need two of them. You have to use to so, so that's, like, that's terrible. That's a terrible price. I mean, man, somebody's, like, raking in the cash. In China, it's like, hey, I got tent poles right here. That's my Chinese accent. Tent poles for everybody. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't understand what that's all about. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> on Craigslist, the China of America, and uh, bought a tent for 20 bucks. <laughs> I have no words. <laughs> well, I, I have thought- absolutely nothing to say about that. <laughs> I was like, hey, would you like a $20 very nice tent? And I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, sure, fine, I guess. So so you're going to use the poles for something else because I assume that all you need are the poles for something else. Well, I needed the poles. Otherwise, you wouldn't have gotten on a plane to China for no good reason at all. You just need the poles. So now you're going to have a tent with no poles. I was like, hey, I need some. Hey, everybody, I need some. Fiberglass poles. So did you- I give you ten dollar, two for ten dollar <laughs> a piece, <clears throat> which was obviously French. <clears throat> you racist. But yes. Um, so this is the second episode. Yes, of our podcast. this is, and we are recording. There's no way out. This is it. So, but I, I think we've made a wonderful discovery. What's that? That it would be a name. Yes. We have almost settled. We've settled. We have almost settled on a name. We've settled on almost. Settled sounds so. We have come to terms. We have created greatness. So check out questionableaudio.com. Yeah, because apparently that's a thing. That's that's uh, that's what we are. It is now. Well, it, it will be in about two minutes. Actually, I hear the clacking of it. So we didn't actually secure it. I have a funny story about that. <clears throat> by so, time this gets released, yeah, you can it, go. You will be able to be there by the power of technology. Yep. You'll be able to do that. It has been bought. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, now you can go to questionableaudio.com. Yeah. Right. Now. Now. And now. And now. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> and that wonderful voice that you're hearing is actually. 
Not your voice. You're not hearing anything at all. Look at that. There's nothing. Can we get a Can we get a screen grab of that? I believe so. Yeah. Here we go with our magic. <laughs> that was the sound of someone not wanting to be the camera. <laughs> I, I thought it's like, hey, can we get a shot of that? <laughs> it's like, I didn't think we were going to be, I didn't know we were that kind of a show. Face the sidekick, oh yeah. That's what you would be seeing over there. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. So welcome to the second episode, but the first episode of Questionable Audio. Do-do-do, nameless, royalty-free singing that has no bearing in actual music. Love. We're all musicians. I have a question, though. Do we still have an intro? I think we do. Okay, so what did you do today? Oh! It's funny that you ask me that, Joe. Do tell. Well, apparently, the Ford Focus uh, has this feature that hasn't been around uh, since the early, earlier models. Uh, the vintage Ford Focus has uh, these really cool features of not working anymore, not shifting, just not. Mm. Just you're just gonna stay in first gear. The whole time. It's kind of like... <laughs> 10 miles an hour. <laughs> 15 miles an hour. Yeah, so that was happening. That was an exact representation of uh, what happened. That really sucks. Yeah. So I had to take it in. I'm hoping that it is one of two things. No, I'm hoping that it's nothing at all. It's like a mistake. That maybe, oh, yeah, didn't you hit that little button there? What's that button do? Well, that's the button that causes it to be okay. <laughs> so I'm hoping that. <laughs> I said, well, how much will that be? $2. Oh, that's cool. I can hang with that. So that's what we're hoping for. That's what you're hoping for. Yeah. But most likely, it's going to be either what you told me earlier. It's <laughs> option one could be that something really expensive failed and option two is that you might have done it yourself. Yeah. yeah pretty much. It's like <laughs> apparently there are wires inside of the car. No. No. Not wires as in I know what you're thinking. Wires <laughs> electricity, right? No. There are marionette wires inside of the car. Where you turn little knobs, and there's a lever that pulls, <laughs> and then there's this little animal inside that runs in a wheel that generates electricity. No, there are literally little cables in there that cause everything to work, like a little, very like a puppet. Jim Henson is inside my car <laughs> right now, going like that. And you decided to try and yeah. fix it? No, I thought, well, hey, you know, it can't be too hard. You know, I looked it up online, and I got this little thing here, and uh, uh, apparently my AC, when you, you know, comes on, but I can't change it from the vents to other things. Well, there's a little tension wire, 
that normally comes undone. It's like you, I looked it up on YouTube how to fix it, and apparently a twelve-year-old British child told me how to do it. So I thought, well, if a twelve-year-old British child can do it, I should just open it up and check it out for myself. So I opened it up, checked it out, exactly what I thought was messed up, put it back in, and I'm hoping that that process was not what messed up my car. So tune in next time to find out what it actually was. I have a hard time believing that you trying to fix the climate control messed up your transmission. That would not make sense at all. I'm not a car person at all. I have a very fundamental understanding of the way cars work, as in you put the key in and it goes. And that's about where my knowledge ends. But I do know that the transmission is usually, on most models, separate from the climate control. So... (laughs) What? Well... I don't know. I that could... sounds like complete nonsense, Joe. Let me <laughs> just stop totally you right wrong. there. Everybody knows that the temperature of the inside of the car is directly related to the gears shifting automatically Yeah, in the car. I don't know. Erin's become quite the car expert, though, because her car keeps dying, so maybe she knows. Yeah. Apparently, it's a very common problem with that uh, version of, uh, which is... Why it was discontinued, mainly because of the 2006 Ford Focus that was coming out. Her car has a common problem called failing. Oh, no. What happened? Mm, what went first? What Oil didn't happen? Power steering four times? Power steering? Four times. Now, <laughs> power steer- steering is kind of important in vehicles, I would think. Now, are you just steering like, oh, my goodness, just violently steering like a maniac? (laughs) It's like, I have to turn all the time over here. I'm turning on. Steering is kind of a normal. I mean, it's the only function of the. You steer a lot of the time in cars. <laughs> a fair amount of your time is spent steering. It's like, what failed on those tires? The roundness of them. <laughs> because it's kind of essential. Did you think you would do better, better job in future models? We'll get that steering down in one of these other models. I don't know. Do you want to know what I did today? Oh, yeah, yes. Because the second part of what I did is very tragic. What's the second part of what you did? I interacted with AAA. Oh, yeah. There's that, too. Oh, you know what? Because I'm trying to be more positive, I'll tell you exactly what happened. I called AAA to get my car towed to the repair shop. And they picked me up and got me there. Six hours later. (laughs) But it wasn't like, oh, we'll be there in five minutes, and then they came six hours later. The entire process took six hours. Going here, going there, going there. Oh, where you at? Oh, my goodness, I don't know. If only there were a way to digitally find place. Oh, Oh, there you are. Oh, okay. Well, I can't drive into that area. What? I can't. You can't drive there? Of course not. I drive for a living, but I can't. I can only go into certain places. And then we get there. Oh, well. 
that's what happened. That's what happened in my brain today because I did my taxes today. Oh, taxes. Yeah. I'm 100% self-employed, and that just makes it a joy. Really? Yeah. It's not overly complicated. It's a little bit complicated. I don't understand it. Taxes? I mean, <laughs> in general, I understand the concept, but but it's complicated, especially when, you know, I'm sure it's complicated for everyone, but when you have an employer that just sends you a paycheck every two weeks, and then at the end of the year, you have all this nice little stack of paper, and you get a form, and you fill it out, and and then taxes. And sometimes you get a return because, you know, you get some money back because too much was paid in. That's great. Sometimes you don't. With me, it's like, whatever that thing is that you were doing earlier. We'll get a close-up of that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yep, except that was my brain. Because um, that's just how it goes. And, um, yeah, so it was a ball. Lots of numbers, and I'm dyslexic. So that didn't work out too well. But I made $13. You made $13? Yes. Man. Ha <laughs> ha! You see, the, the, the government, it's like, oh, you guys, they had, they had my cash. So they were like, I'm going to give it back to you. Oh, that's cool. $13. Mm. I have to send a rather substantial check in it's to more the than government. 13, just a little bit more than $13, yeah. I would imagine. Add a couple zeros. Oh. But anyway, um, in random places. Yeah. But then, but then, we did something pretty cool. Oh, really? Because tell me what that is, Joe. <laughs> he didn't have a car, and I did. Yeah. So we drove out to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico was so funny. I don't even know what to Apparently, somebody's had a long day. You look like you have something to add to the conversation. <laughs> oh, just feel free to <laughs> pounce in it. Oh, really? There's nothing on it. Do you want WordPress? As of now, you can go to questionableaudio.com. <laughs> it is just that easy when you hire People. Boho <laughs> Fox Design. It's like, I would like to go to what you said, but I would also like a Squarespace endorsement. <laughs> so, right now, if you would like, <laughs> if you'd like to, uh, <laughs> if you'd like to go to Squarespace, <laughs> just enter. <laughs> Can't even get it out. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you cry funny. from laughing. <laughs> this happens all the time. It sadly does. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get it. It's not even that funny of a joke. <laughs> was it? Should I sum up if you want to go to Squarespace? You know what did this, though? I said... <laughs> Mexico? Mexico. That's not funny. That shouldn't have made a joke. That wasn't even a joke. <laughs> It was more of the interrupting... Uh... Hilarious. <laughs> <Mythical. laughs> <clears throat> I don't know what you said. But yeah. <laughs> 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 
I can't even say it like thinking of it again. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to Mexico. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Thank goodness for editing. Yeah, really. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> that whole section—that's the only part that makes it online. <laughs> man, you see those guys that were like laughing for no reason. He hates like Mexican people or something. I don't even know. Yeah, he hates Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So there were a couple of. <laughs> So squarespace.com, just enter the code word. <laughs> that would have been so funny if I could just get it out. Just enter the code what? <clears throat> enter the code QA. No, I was going to say, I was going to, okay, so I was going to very obviously <laughs> enter someone else's code to, <laughs> to like our show, but it's like, Obviously, like, just enter the code NERDIST. <laughs> and it would have been hilarious if I would have just said it off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, just go to squarespace.com and enter the pro the code word. <laughs> As if I own the planet. It's like, yes, yeah, you know, this is our special code, uh, NERDIST. <laughs> just enter the code word ROGAN. <laughs> just, obviously... What it is. And we'll not see a dime of it. Yeah. But man, does it sound official. Wow. So, yeah, questionableaudio.com. Check it out. It's pretty awesome. I need some water. (laughs) Mexico. Yeah. This is my squirrel mug. I don't know if you can see that there. This is for Julie. I don't even know. So, anyway. Like my head. (laughs) <laughs> don't don't drink now that was the wrong time to put liquid in your mouth yeah it's like what's my slogan yeah you know what i always say now is the wrong time to put liquid in your mouth that makes me think of uh dot com one of my favorite can we get that website next yeah. <laughs> hashtag once upon a time in a faraway land yeah <clears throat> It's like uh, Tommy Lee Jones had a a terrible, like just a, not a very big part. And this was hilarious, but I can't remember the name of the movie either. So apparently I'm going to see now. So there's a movie. But he goes, if you have something to say, now would be a perfect time to keep that to yourself. <laughs> That's the only thing he said for the whole time that things are happening. He's like, if you have something to say, now would be the perfect time to keep that to yourself. <laughs> it could be yours. A friend of mine who will remain nameless uh, was having a hard time because uh, she was trying to direct her fans to go to ebxnation.com and people had trouble spelling it. I won't tell you who that was because I would like the Elsie Binks band <laughs> to remain nameless. That was from Captain America, the first Avenger. That's exactly that. Yeah, that'd be a good time. To keep also, when you quote that line or when you type that line into Google, yeah, the first result is how do you motivate yourself? I just had an idea. So after your car broke down, yeah, I had to come pick you up from the shop because it's close to my house. 
That's not why I had. I mean, I did it because I'm a nice person. But <laughs> but I picked because I owe you my life. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and lots of money. Um, how do you think I bought all this stuff? Yeah. Um, favors. So anyway. Yeah. It wasn't the song you were thinking. I also just scrolled up on the list of, of things that we were going to talk about today, which is in a nice Google Doc. So nice. <laughs> and I scroll up to the top, and the first thing I see is there's a bubble in the corner. <laughs> now, there's t- <coughs> no way so that that there. even makes any sense at all. Okay, so. Um, Questionableaudio.com. Check us out. It's a thing now. It's official. No, but continue. So after I picked you up at the car repair place because I had a car and you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how many that. ways I can say that <laughs> as passive aggressively like, as possible. Hey, remember when you had a car? <laughs> Before? <laughs> and and now you don't? Anyway, so we drove out to this cool place uh, in Royal Oak to listen to some really cool speakers. Now, obviously, as you will see in a little bit, I'm a bit of a speaker hog kind of have a are you into speakers joe is that is that a thing no so i I like speakers i'm a i'm a speaker guy joe is what is commonly referred to in the industry as a speaker whore yep with a w and um build them buy them i sell them trade them i smell them he has made like the coolest monitors that I've ever used. And then after we installed them, he bought another set of monitors. I was like, who, what did you buy? What did you, didn't we, how did that? Yeah. It's a problem. <clears throat> it's okay. But we went to go listen to the new S series of speakers by uh, Adam Audio, which is a German company. And we like the German speakers. It's a German company. Sometimes they make the speakers. Sometimes they don't. But this time they did. And um, there's five new speakers in their product line. Five new speakers. One, two, three, four, five. And apparently this was their first set of speakers that they released in like seven years or something like that. You know why that is? Because their speakers were so good, they didn't need to. Well, I'm sure they would like that you said that. Yeah, but I think it's like... true. I mean, they, they've had some pretty standard things. I mean, they're they're kind of, they're on, you know, they're as close as you can get to NS10 territory as far as pretty much everybody's, you know, you can find those pretty much anywhere. <clears throat> and it's the, um, was it the a- A7s and the A77s or something like that? They're the... The two-way and then the three-way things. Um, I think they call them two-and-a-half-way. Uh, whatever. We'll get into that later. But anyway, those are pretty popular, and you can kind of find them anywhere. I'm getting more glaring looks. from. <laughs> she has to listen to this all the time, so sorry. This is old news. But anyway, what uh, what did you think? Well, I thought, well, first off, when you look up this uh, place online, like remember we we're going to be showing you pictures, like this picture, right? Like this picture right here, uh, of like the studio itself, which was what was the name of the studio? Uh, Royal House Recording. Sometimes I forget the names of important things. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, yeah, really cool place. Looks amazing online. So when we pull in, we go, you know, we go into the back door. And then uh, we're in a garage. The speakers were set up in a garage. And I was like, ah! In a basketball court. Basketball court slash garage. The nicest garage slash basketball court that I have ever been in. Uh, but it was a garage nonetheless. So I was like, this is, I mean, is this going to be the whole thing? <laughs> but no, it was really cool. It's like, no, this is just the first room. Then we get you into the amazingness of our studio. It was pretty cool. It was very impressive. Uh, but I was worried that I was going to go there and then be so sad because like, oh, this stuff, all oh, these studios we're doing. Like, there's a lot of studios. Uh, just like hashtag Aaron GTV and you'll see all the studio studios that I hang out in. And I was like, oh, man, it's going to be sad because it's this new place and it's like going to dwarf everything we did. But it made me feel really good about uh, the stuff that we're doing, too. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, these were um, these were everything from their, you know, little little uh, two way speakers to um, to big three way, you know, wall soffit mounted, you know, whatever jazz and um yeah, I was really impressed. Honestly, I was most impressed by the little one. Yeah. The smallest in the line, um, which is called the, um, I can find it, the S- SX2 or something like that. It's, yeah. It's just a two-way, seven-inch, I think, seven-inch woofer and a little tweeter. And it was really impressive. They handle an obscene amount of power for a small little speaker. I think he said 300 watts RMS or something. Like yeah, that. I believe it was um, 300. And one of the important things to keep in mind with with those numbers is it's not necessarily about just being able to play a little box really really loud. Um but there's there's transient information in natural music before you compress it. And those transients can easily take up 10 times the power that you're using when the transients aren't there. Yeah. You know, so, you know, your your music is working, you know, going along, and then there's a snare hit. That can easily require 10 times more of the power. So that, you know, going from, what is that, 30 to 300 watts, right? Sure. 30 times 10. <clears throat> so if you think... Oh, you know, 100 watts while I'm listening at 30 watts and then 100 watts, that's more than double. That's more than enough to give me that peak. That's like that's like nothing. So having 300 watts available to do that means that when you play them at the same level as you're normally listening to, those peaks are uncompressed. Hmm. And when the drivers can move that far, push out that much air, um, they have enough excursion to do that you get a much more natural representation of what's going on before you compress. Um, if you've got a low-powered set of speakers and you're playing them at their max, it's going to be basically impossible to hear what your compressor is doing if you're using a compressor because the speaker itself, the motor structure, the they're heating up, the voice coils are compressing. Um, it's called power compression. Um, and it can happen to the amplifier. The amplifier can run out of steam. The crossovers cannot, you know, not be able to take the the input level to that, <laughs> and so it's all. <laughs> I 
I think there might be something wrong with me. <clears throat> it's very possible. <clears throat> the um, was it the crossover part? <laughs> it was just everything that you're saying with a straight face. And all I'm you can think of. It. Well, I'm experiencing a sarcastic remark about every little thing, and it's as if I'm. I mean, I'm not saying any of these things. I'm sitting here, so I'm actually. But but it's like associating everything with every other thing. You should put annotations <clears throat> on everything that you were me. thinking. <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, so basically, a ton of power in a little box that can actually handle it. You don't play it any louder. I, I mean, you yeah. could, but but you'll get better results listening at a lower level because you're going to get a much more realistic impression. You would of what's like going say on. if you had a studio garage with a basketball hoop. Uh, and I I know a lot of people were there because they wanted to see the bigger and the better. The problem with the bigger and and better speakers is that they were like tens of thousands of dollars at the end of the day. Oh yeah, easily. So but. And so I know everybody else is like, well, we're doing these ones here, and these are the ones we start with, but then listen to these giant things over here. But then when they would come back to the small ones, I'm like, man, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would be, I mean, that's realistically what I would be using also because we have some really big speakers that already do kind of what I want already. So, but, I mean, these little guys here, it's like that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Do you want to um, do you want to do our little <clears throat> our little speaker tour? Speaker tour. Yeah. Sweet. Definitely. So check this out. Like, this is my uh, this is my Bob Barker impersonation. We're here in Wellington Studios, and I just figured we would take a quick look at the monitoring situation that we're using here. Uh, it's slightly ever changing, but uh, this is what I've been using for a little while. And figured we'd uh, take a quick look. Littlest first. Yeah. All right. Well, littlest is probably over here. Um, the little uh, keyboard workstation. These are Focal CMS 40s, and um, they're kind of the baby of their line, but they're fantastic. Substantial amount of low end, and they are absolutely ruler flat when measured they are fantastically flat so they're a really solid uh, solid reference point for the, the little b-rig over here uh, so I'm going to move over to the desk and I probably do the majority of mixing on the big speakers but we're going to move up to the next largest So these little guys here are uh, Kef home stereo speakers, and they are coaxial, so it's just a little 5-inch driver, tweeter in the middle, and uh, they're just hooked up to the hi-fi, so they make kind of a nice reference point for uh, home stereo listening. Um, a lot of dummy checks happen on those speakers. Um, we got the KRK 6000s, which are the old, uh, um, they use the Focal drivers in these as well, which I really like. Uh, they don't have a lot of low end in them, which is kind of nice because it makes you focus on everything else and not get overwhelmed by the bottom end. Uh, there is a sub hooked up underneath the desk. 
Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, there's a sub hooked up underneath the desk um, for when I need it. And that's on this button right here. Um, I don't know if you can read what that says there, but that's the uh, that's the drop the bass button. So you just hit that, sub's on, and now it's off again. So there you go. Um, but then we carry on to the primary mixing. Uh, probably happens on these guys in the wall here, which are my custom uh, LEM speakers. And um, they're named after the LEM, which took people to the moon. And I think that's super cool. So they got a cool name. Jump off bridges. I don't know what that is. They all gather together and jump right off of a cliff. Ah. Little furry animals look like squirrels. Beavers found out that they didn't actually do that. Magic lie. Oh. Well, these aren't a lie. Um, they're flat from um, about 28 hertz up to 25 kilohertz. Uh, Three-way, two tens. And uh, they're triamped. It's all crown amplifiers in the other room over there. And... Uh, that was my my goal to make a ruler flat, low phase, um, low phase shift, low distortion, uh, linear set of speakers as a good reference point. So that's what I do the majority of mixing on, and then everything else kind of bounces around between these other guys. Um, the hi-fi over here is patched into the patch bay, so I can take my Pro Tools outputs and listen to it on the. Um, well, a whole myriad of other little home stereo speakers that are laying around here. And there's some old tannoys in the corner there that get a lot of use as well. We can add a close-up of those later if anyone cares to see. So that's pretty much what we do here at the Wellington Studios. So now you know. That just happened just like that. So, made, especially when you did that thing, yeah, that thing <laughs> I was, was like really Whoa! special. <laughs> Man, it's the armadillo. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, the armadillo is my favorite part. Yeah, I'm glad that happened. So, do you have a favorite speaker? I do. What's your favorite speaker? Um, well, I, I can't really say that I have a favorite speaker. But the first that was speaker. totally contradictory. <laughs> do you have a favorite speaker? Yes. yes, I do. What's your favorite speaker? Well, I don't really have one. Well, because I don't want the other speakers to feel bad. <laughs> but uh, the first time that I noticed the difference between uh, twenty four ninety six and standard CD wave, which mm -hmm. is forty four. One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I almost forgot that. Sometimes I forget important things uh but and then the difference from that to mp3 mm -hmm. and uh like lame mp3 i'm talking about like the how how is it the, the best compression of mp3 is lame <laughs> why couldn't it be called awesome or good but yeah uh but i noticed i was using the mk what was i using you had to tell me what they were there, they were Mackie. the 824s. Yeah. And then, Good uh, old fashioned. The old ones. The original 824s, not the. Yeah. The reissues and, are great too, but. And in this really cool <clears throat> studio, I remember the guy was bragging on them, and I popped in. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, do you hear that? And then, no, because everybody was deaf. But <laughs> it's like, 
and then I was A Bing them and so I could actually hear the holes, like the parts that I was missing. Mm -hmm. I started to hear like zeros and ones. And that's when I started that. It's like, man, it's real, but it's not real. And there's some versions that are like tiny little beeps. They sound like this. Did you hear that? No, of course not, because you don't have these speakers here. And <laughs> that's it's completely unhearable. But yeah. So it's, those are the problem. I mean, I like, <clears throat> I like the Yamahas. Yeah, I think I'm naturally drawn to them for some reason. Like uh, we got the the JBL, the very common like JBL. They're doing this thing. Is that all you do? You hit this button here, and then it will tune to the room, and it will understand digitally. And then, so then we did that whole thing, and then we had it all up in there, and everything was ready to go. And then we plugged the Yamahas in, and they worked, and it was great. So go. Like, oh. Those are the uh, HS50s, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. So that was kind of nice. So, but to say one, I mean, I really like yours. <laughs> well, so there it's you like, go. They're really cool. And yeah, and it's. No, they're a good, they're a good baseline for sure. Yeah. It kind of makes me want to go and AB them to other things so I can like critically hear the difference. Well, we're arranging that sometime. And if you want to be a part of doing something like that, uh, send us an email, questionableaudio at gmail.com. And, um, at least we think. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's legit. That's set up. Is it? it yeah. Oh, you, you <coughs> questionableaudio oh, cool. at gmail.com. So yeah, send us an email. Exactly. Say that you want to, you know, you want to be a part on that. You, you want to be a part of that. You want in on it. And we will, uh, make arrangements to bring these into a studio with some other competitors and we can all listen and blow things up. Have a good yeah. time. I kind of want to make a, an ad for it about how cool your studio monitors are, but from the perspective of someone who knows absolutely nothing. It's like, <laughs> we took circles <laughs> and we put them inside rectangles, the latest in wiring <laughs> and tin <laughs> plastic things <laughs> and little red lights and beeping smooth wood wood. <laughs> Put together with glue. <laughs> that camera just flashed something on the screen. Is that important? I hope not. <laughs> it seems to be going okay. Okay. I love how like this is the dark side over here, <laughs> and you're all like, and I'm over here like, notice how I did that? Yeah. To like three people out there that know what I just did. Okay. <clears throat> and they're like, what? We know Star Wars. But then they're like two people. No, no, he sung the tune wrong. <laughs> I need another another squirrel hit. It's probably Bonnie, and she's probably laughing really, really high. <laughs> it's like this. So her laughter is the leftover sum indifference of a MP3 to wave conversion. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Glad we had this conversation. So you can also email us at questionableaudio at gmail.com if you want to check out the MP3 test that we put together a couple years ago with my dad, who will be featured on the next podcast. Um, oh, yeah. And he has a very, very cool listening MP3 test that you do in your own studio with your own gear. It's all self-explanatory. You get a nice little sheet to log everything, and it's a really cool way of 
testing your gear and your ears. I just imagine your dad with a microphone going. (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He he definitely generates his own tone sweeps. That's just the kind of guy he is. (laughs) And him doing the THX sound (laughs) with just voice. Yep. It's th- th- that was actually the tube and throat singing was yeah. actually that's what they used to make that sound. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be all these voices, but they're yep. just your dad. Yep. With a straight face. Yep. Straight face. Into a sure SM58. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how we do it. But anyway, I I like those 824s a lot. I remember the first time that I heard them was in a studio, and I believe they were playing Back in Black, ACDC, which. I'd kind of be okay if I never heard the song again because it got a little overplayed, in my opinion. Still a good tune, though, and you're crying, aren't you? It's, well, it's, it's, I just, if I do edit this out, it's like, man, all of a sudden, Aaron's face got all shiny. It's sheen. It's just, yeah. It's really hot in the studio. Man, it's so hot. My um, eyeballs are sweaty. <laughs> but anyway, Back in Black is like a surprisingly good-sounding track. I mean, everybody knows it but it, it's it's yeah. a punchy I mean, good sounding it's back and it's like whoa where'd you go where'd you go oh there he is <laughs> but now he's in black it starts the the intro the intro we intro 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 and it's like wah this is this guy he's there and he wasn't there before <laughs> the way that he is now wearing black wearing black but I anyway i was pretty blown away by <laughs> It's like you never heard the song before. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. So those are cool. Good deal. <laughs> I completely forgot what we were talking about. But yeah. yeah, that's okay. I'm looking at our notes, which you can't see, and then there's this picture. I'll show it to you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, it's like so severe. You should probably scroll up so that it doesn't have to haunt it, your it, it, dreams it won't anymore. Do that. Mm. Oh yeah, there you go. I could zoom in with the power of technology. So, check us out at questionableaudio.com and also reach out to us on Twitter, uh, questionableaud. Uh, ask us some questions. Ask me a question. Ask me a question. Those people who know us, actually, you can literally ask me about anything. I will give you an answer <laughs> whether I know anything about it or not. So yeah. Mexico. <laughs> dot com. Yeah. Just go, <laughs> just go, go to Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just go to squarespace.com and enter the code Mexico. <laughs> so we're setting up our Twitter right now. And it's like, it's like, who of these people are interesting? There's a who cares button <laughs> that says follow 30 and continue. They don't even give you the option to not do it. How about I just. Not do it. No. Just follow 30 and continue. Whatever. whatever. It's a... That's literally what the button is. All right. Cool. So, yes, back to the Mackies. So, anyway, so we listened to a lot of cool speakers today. Yes. Well, we listened to five new cool speakers. Then we came back to my (laughs) studio and listened to my speakers. And I kind of liked mine better. Nothing against the Adams, but mine were kind of cool. I think part of it, too, is that, like... 
I'm so used to listening to your speakers now. That's part of it, sure. And I I really like them. I, I mean, yeah. Well, I hate saying it because you're right here and you made them. So it's like, oh, I love your speakers. They're just so cool. But it's like, man, when I started using them, it's like, oh, I have to do an album now. Whoa. I never had these tools before. If you, I mean, if you know anything about the music that I've done, if you go listen to it, it's like, I could have done so much more if I wasn't using like the essentially car speakers that I was mixing on really terrible i in fact the monitors that i was using didn't even have a name on them they were like here these are done just uh, <laughs> dave you know we didn't put a logo on these it's okay they're done just take them because no no well that brings up an interesting point because you've i mean you mixed an album you mastered an album you did a lot of stuff on basically what most people would consider garbage yeah i mixed uh, a few projects on speakers where my left and right were not the same speaker. <laughs> you know, they were very, very similar. It's like, wait, wait, I can make it okay. <laughs> wait. Exactly. Okay. But they were not the same. If I do the Vulcan symbol, <laughs> it's all right. That's essentially what I had to do. And obviously we could talk for hours about the implications of the error and how that's wrong on so many levels but i don't know why i said so many levels like that <laughs> but <laughs> so many. so many levels but um <laughs> we, why did you just victoria's secret we should definitely cut that part out. no that should definitely go on the internet um, like, and Joe Giza, <laughs> like you've never seen him before, wearing the latest in Versace design. But anyway, um, totally lost my train of thought. Mexico. No, but there's there's a lot of reasons why that's horrible and why you should never do it that way. But a lot of hit records were mixed on essentially crappy speakers. Yeah. So that brings up the whole point of, you know, why does it matter? Why does it matter to you? Why, you know, well, that's a good what question. Do you, what do you look for in a set of speakers that you're mixing on? Because listening is a whole separate game. You know, that's purely subjective. And so is arguably mixing, but listening is completely subjective and there's no rules. You know, that can be whatever you happen to find appealing at the time, you know. I have different speakers that I listen to different genres of music. Like these are my rock speakers. These are yeah. my jazz, you know? So what do you like, what do you look for in when you're sitting down to do a mix, whether you're mixing, um, you know, movies or, or music? Well, one of the things that like attracted me to, to even the Mackies and all those other things is that I could, I had more space to put things and like for it to be, more specific and deliberate frequencies that I could be using. And I didn't realize, I thought that, you know, it's like, well, you know, audio just works a certain way and then you just run out of, you run out of bites and it's no, you're using like just garbage speakers and you can't even hear, you know, you, you're filling up the cup already with uh, uselessness. So if I would have had a, a larger palette or a larger canvas, if you will, 
uh, then I could have put more detail for someone to find. Uh, and now, especially since, like, uh, what is it? People are kind of getting away from over-compression now that the the curtain has been pulled away and people are going to finally start, maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, once that has kind of gone away, it's like, hey, loud, 10, 10. The people are going back to dynamic, dynamic range. Thankfully. Kind of yeah. And I think what's happened is uh, movies are doing it because mm-hmm. you can't be hitting 10 with your music when you have an explosion that's supposed to happen or a jet engine is supposed to fly <laughs> by. So absolutely, uh, a lot of musicians are making music to go to pitchers specifically. And that changes the game. That changes the game uh, entirely. So I want to be able to paint that way. I want to be able to have something that's going to reproduce exactly what I'm looking for. Just like if you're drawing or you're an artist, there are times when you have to zoom in on something and do really fine work in Photoshop. But that doesn't mean that you look at pictures that way. So it makes perfect sense to have, like, you know, when I'm in my car, I want to listen to music this way because there's a road happening and there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of other things that are happening. I'm not in a perfect environment. Or if I'm, uh, if I'm like at the gym or because I go to the gym all the time, you know, but if I'm at the gym and I want to listen to music to block out things and I want it to be compressed or I want things to be compressed because I need to be able to put them down and, and for it to exist in the environment that I'm at. Well, I'm in a studio. I need, I need that, the audio version of what those little, you know, soldering tweezer things that hold with a little magnifying glass, magnifying glass hooked up to it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I have. So I'm not looking for anything else. But now that I have that gauge, I look at all speakers uh, that way if it's going to give me something like that. Yeah. So the ability to be super critical. Yeah. Which arguably, I mean, that's that was the design goal for these big ones that I had built um, to have ultra flat frequency response, but also low distortion, um, high power capability for what we talked about earlier, those transients, um, these things handle a lot of power and they sound great when you're not diming them because of that. They really have that um, headroom. Yeah. Um, dynamically within the the mechanics of the drivers themselves but also the power amps driving them um and the gain stage of setting them up from the monitor controller which we talked about a little bit earlier too so that's real important stuff too um but yeah that that ability to zoom in on things and it's as much of a skill of your ear but you also have to have the tools that give you that resolution if you're listening on something that clouds all that up it doesn't matter what your ears do you won't hear that I'm also of the opinion that that's not always necessary to make a good mix. You don't need those things. But if you're the type of person that wants to go in and have the control on that level, you need the tool that lets you hear it. Yeah. You know, you need a room that lets you hear it. You need a room that isn't artificially making certain sounds linger longer than others or um, no crazy resonances where you just don't hear the 70 hertz tone because you're in a null or you hear too much 70 hertz because you're in a peak you know you need that too but if the speaker doesn't do it 
it ain't happening period you know so it really kind of starts there as far as i'm concerned all the converters these days have a stellar frequency response some yes are better than others maybe but the speaker is really where it's at as far as i'm concerned that's your that's your big tool yeah i really want people to like to take that to heart it's like there's sometimes you go into a studio and it's like it doesn't sound the way that it is i mean there are lots of times when i'm at uh what is it i'm at uh, the sound shop in macomb and i go in there and uh kevin wesley williams is one of the the engineers there well he likes his stuff to be flat so people will come in thinking their mixes are really good and uh it doesn't sound good at all yeah and they're like well that doesn't sound that way in my speakers as well because you're listening to it through this like sub craziness Mm -hmm. or you're listening to it thinking that you are just listening to stereo like recreational music uh but he listens to that mix and he goes wow that's good low end because he's used to he's used to what that is Mm -hmm. and again like way back to the mixing thing i had to tune my ears to what should be heard by looking at graphs. I spent a lot of time looking at uh, spectrographs uh, and readouts to make sure that my stuff was looking the way that everything else was. And at the end of the day, like my stuff sounded ugly to me naturally. So I had to tune my ear to find like the beginning of this whole nonsense Hmm. what started it all after i finished my album i knew how to do it right Mm -hmm. but it was too late to do it (laughs) on my own album so everybody else's album that i worked on sounds better than my stuff Ah. well that's why they do a second album that's why we got another album but it was after that that you discovered your your favorite well i wouldn't say favorites now but your the ones that you really dug after that were the Mackie um, HRE 24s. Yeah. The A24s. They're super popular. A lot of people use those. They were, um, they weren't the first, but they were one of the first common um, studio monitor that had a uh, passive radiator in the back. Yeah. Which is part of what gave them. I think it's a six inch cone in the tweeter, um, self powered and everything, but there's a, uh, uh, asymmetric kind of oblong uh passive radiator in the back uh, i want to say it's eight i want to say eight inch yeah but it's it's an oval it's an oval oh, driver okay. which is really kind of cool and they pulled some cool trickery like the power amp is mounted outside yeah of that driver so as that driver's moving it's actually pushing air across the amp so it's helping cool it which is nah. really kind of neat it's cool and um they're just really stellar sounding speakers. So what what was your like? What did you really dig about those? Uh, what I liked about them is I, I could push them and they wouldn't they wouldn't crap out on me. Like mm-hmm. if I I don't like to listen to music loud all the time, but I like to listen to it at a what it's like. It doesn't make any sense. Like I don't know what the dBs are. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, but I know that I would have to raise it up to a Aaron listening volume. Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't mix that way. I would bring it down, and then I could tell where I was going, make my adjustments, and then bring it back up. Because otherwise, my ears would get tired. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's and a great technique. I know a lot of people who mix loud, and you can tell that they're mixing too loud. 
because there are frequencies that they should be catching and they're not. Mm -hmm. And then their mastering guy has to be the one to fix it. Yeah. That's like darn. Yeah. Ear fatigue is, Uh, that's one of the, that's one of the biggest, um, kind of, uh, measuring sticks that I put up against, um, speakers is listen to them loud for a little while and see if they start grabbing your ear because you can you can learn after a while those are the sounds that fatigue my ear and they might be a little bit different than yours they're different frequency ranges maybe happens to everybody but it might be in slightly different areas but i you know i can in in a very short period of time i can go okay this is I, I can't listen to this for hours on end no. and I can't own a set of speakers in the studio that I can't listen to for hours on end. Cause I do. No. So one of the benefits to all of those models that you saw earlier was that, well, for me anyway, they were very not fatiguing. Um, they all still have, and I don't think there is such a thing as a perfect speaker. I think they're all going to have little characteristics, something little in there that just over time, your ear gets annoyed with that. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's such a thing as the perfect speaker that anyone could listen to indefinitely. Just like the perfect microphone. Exactly. So yeah. stay tuned for the next episode. Oh. All about microphones. It's probably going to change your life. Yep. It's certainly going to change ours while we decide what to talk about. Yes. Um. But I think it's real important to have a flat standard um i mean film is mixed on a standardized like there there's a there's a it's not thx right but it's there is a standard room slash speaker slash you know performance calculation out there right like it's a yeah because you have to do it uh you have to mix your sub separately and then you're mixing a lot of stuff in surround which is at least 5.1 yeah i mean there's there's delivery method but but the frequency response and like that's all kind of dictated it not necessarily strictly but there's there's kind of a baseline out there that says this is what you should all be using because that's the delivery like that's that's what people are consuming it as yeah and i get that that's different with music because you know people go to a theater and theaters are all built to some type of standard you know they're all using different components but in a certain path but people listen to music on on anything so maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe people should have designated listening rooms that they could go to that adhere to that. Yeah, well, but I know I that's still a big think, deal. But I still think that control rooms in studios, there should, you know, there are no laws about it, obviously, but you should, there should be some type of a standard just so that there's somewhat of an even playing field so that if you go to a new studio as an engineer, you at least have a fair chance of getting to know the room quickly you know, that's why NS10s became so popular is because people could just carry them with them, <laughs> you know. So no matter where you went, you could at least have your own speakers there. No. You know. But um, but if there was just some sort of standard, not everybody needs to buy my speakers and have them, but the speakers need to perform this, 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 and this, and this. And then there, you know, you put that in a box, and now you've got a standard. Then you can have a million other things that sound different because I totally believe that there there are different sounds for different applications you know there's different speakers for mixing different genres even if you want to look at it that way but certainly different applications but there should always be a fallback yeah 
you know, and that's that's what I was going for in my mind. What I wanted my fallback to be was these, and, yeah. and that's where that design came from. You know, I'm not not trying to say that these are the best and that they're perfect in every way. They're clearly not, but they're kind of my my fallback, and and I always check on those and make sure okay, it works on there. I'm happy. Yeah. So I think we just talk a little bit about just for a little bit uh, headphones. Because mm. you have a favorite yeah. brand of he- headphones, and I hear a lot about those. Actually, yep. like that is a go-to for a lot of people. Mine are very silly, so I'll tell you what mine are last. <laughs> but yeah, these are Audio Technicas, which Audio Technica is super <clears throat> popular headphones in general, and they're they're all good. But these are the ATH M30s, and they reissued them a couple years ago, um, and I don't like them as much. So I always tell people get the M30s. But find them on eBay and find the ones that have the little metal bit on there because the new ones are all plastic. The new ones still sound really good, but these are fantastic. They don't play very loud. They don't isolate super well, but they are the nicest sounding, most comfortable headphones I've ever bought. And I mix with these live. Uh, I use them as live reference and in the studio all the time. And there's just something about them. They're inexpensive. You can get them for 40 bucks probably or less. Um, And they're stellar. Now I tend I liked the well <laughs> I started out using Sony's. Mm-hmm. So and I only stopped using Sony's because when I had to buy my own <laughs> they were really expensive. Like I found out the the set that I had were I can't remember what they are. The MDR is like I think one of the standards but then mm-hmm. uh there was an HD line. Yep. Uh, and so I had those and I think they were almost $300. And I was like, yeah, I will probably be getting anything else. So I, I then decided to change my ear to a different type of, um, headphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I switched to the Monoprice monitoring headphones, which are just a little bit under 300 And, uh, I wrote a blog, uh, on, uh, well, I did a article about it, which is essentially me copying and pasting a bunch of other things. But uh, one of the ones are the the mono price. I think they're the eighty three forty threes or something like that. But if you look up mono mono price monitoring headphones, it's ridiculous, and they should not sound as good as they do. But uh, I've been using them for a few months now, and I'm 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 really used to the way that they sound. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with like how clear they are, how well they can handle, uh, and how well the audio doesn't disappear at hmm. like varying volumes. I'll have to give those a listen. You have to try them out. They're probably going to change your life. Yep. No, I'm, I'm a big fan of using headphones for mixing because it's a great way in a small non-professional studio or, or non-huge commercial studio with a billion dollars of financing behind it to listen without your room. Yeah. You don't have to worry too much about, well, you don't have to worry about treatment uh, yeah. of the room or anything like that. You don't have to worry about disturbing your neighbors and stuff like that. Yep. But it's a great also, mix as <laughs> something is touching your ear, <laughs> so it's like they can't be my only mm-hmm. method. Because, man, I mean, I had the ones, and I have like crazy big ears apparently, uh, <laughs> but the, the ones that fit over the mm-hmm. ears are so much nicer. Uh, to live with. Yep. Because after a while, it doesn't matter what. It's like, oh, my goodness. My ears. 
elephant crazies. Yeah. Elephant crazies. Elephant crazies. So on that note. Yeah. You want to tune in next time for our episode on microphones? Yes. Tune in with the tube of your television. Don't touch that dial. Actually, if you want to do us a favor, everybody says this, but I, people don't understand how important it is for you to subscribe and to like videos. Because if you don't subscribe and you don't like them, then you just don't make the the algorithm. And uh, yeah, it's just so bizarre. If, if you don't, then Disney wins. Yeah. If you don't like or subscribe. So like or subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Send us questions at questionableaudio at gmail.com. Go to our website, questionableaudio.com. Check it out. Yep. Or at questionableaud uh, on all forms of social media. And that's probably going to change your life. Mexico. Mexico. Y'all ready for that? It's time to do it. 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 It's time to do it.